0: and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. It's really more the Tao of Our Misunderstanding rather than our understanding. Hmm. Today, I have Carry D with me from D
1: from Dallas, Texas. No, you're for. Are you Fort Worth or Dallas? I'm actually in a small, a northern community of Dallas called Salina now. Uh see, the people
0: are sensitive about that. I get corrected every time. Yeah, definitely not from Fort Worth. Okay, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> of course, one of the best steaks I ever had was in Fort Worth at the Stockyard. So,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> I used to stop through there every time. I- driving through and got a state
1: yes yes two 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 cities that are so different it's crazy how different they are first
0: of all if you're new to the podcast just visit buddyc.org there's a lot of resources there Maybe a benefit to you so take a look at those see what's helpful focus on the things that help and the things that aren't of interest to you just lay those aside. That's the way we learn to do in recovery, do the things that work for us. That's where we start. And Carrie, how did we meet? Was it through the podcast? It was through the podcast, right? Yeah, I think I knew you a lot sooner than you
1: knew me. Okay.
0: (laughs) Tell us a little bit of the history, how you got
1: here. Yeah, I am. I like to say, the, but the way was my way to like recovery. So but <laughs> finding the Tao and studying it was my pathway, eventually to get to recovery, which sounds like that might be opposite from some people. They got recovery first and then found the Tao. <laughs>
0: yeah, I remember when we first met, you didn't think you were an alcoholic, right? Well, yeah,
1: I mean, I think, I was. if What is it? If you're questioning it, if you ask the question, "Am I alcoholic?" You probably are, right? So, I was already asking the question and knew I had some issues, but I hadn't. Like, I didn't think I was an alcoholic yet. Like, in my mind, an alcoholic was the bum underneath the bridge without a job, and that wasn't me. Yeah, you're quite the
0: opposite. You'd been successful, and you hadn't had all those yes.
1: None. None of the yes. None of the yes. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I was, I was just really tired of waking up feeling like crap every morning and not getting any sleep at night. And, but I couldn't see how my life had become unmanageable and how much energy it was taking to hold that together. And, and I was really looking for a spiritual answer for that. But until I started recovery, it wasn't going to happen. And that was my pathway to, to learn the Tao and it really helped me for the most part, with just a higher power, understanding that I don't need to understand my higher power really at the end of the day. And then once I could get past that, I was like, with step two and three, I'm like, hey, I'm good. We don't even talk about it. I got my higher power. Let's go. And we can move on. So,
0: How do you see your life as unmanageable when, for most people would look at your life and say, oh, Carrie's life is very manageable. Look at, he's been successful. He hasn't all the, he has all the things. He's pro, he's a professional guy with a good job. All those things. What? How do you see your life unmanageable at the moment?
1: Is there? Yeah, that's funny. I was, it was really hard to to see that as I was working the steps with my sponsor. I'm like, yeah, I get the. I didn't even understand the allergies until we started working together, buddy. i had never even heard that before, which is crazy, right? So from a scientific point of view, the allergy made total sense. Like when I start, I can't stop. And that part made sense, but I was like, I just don't get this unmanageable part. I haven't had any of those yet. I hadn't hit proverbial like rock bottom yet or anything. And, um, and so when I hit the, uh, my dog gonna start barking now, sorry. But <laughs> I hadn't hit rock bottom and I couldn't see where my life would become unmanageable. And, uh, And so I I think really it was just, it was, I was so selfish, so self-centered. That's like, I'm trying to figure out now is that I was holding it all together and that was exhausting. It was taking so much energy to hold that facade up, that life is good. And I think I had everybody cool. You know, I don't think anybody really thought thought I was an alcoholic, those people close to me. Maybe you drank too much every now and then, but hey, that was fun. We had a good time. And even my mom and my mom would tell me, like, of all my children, you just seem to have it all together. You're just like the happiest of all of us. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm so selfish and self centered. I'm like, that's that's you know, just like hit my ego so hard. Yes, I am. Like that's just feeding, feeding it and But in truth, I don't think I was. And, and what, I don't know what to say, like a first world problem. Right. But like what got me to see it is I was talking about how I like to play tennis. And I was telling my sponsor like different times when maybe life was unmanageable or something. And so I wrote the story about how I joined this tennis club and we play at seven o'clock every Monday night. And, um, And I was always secretly hoping it would get canceled because I wanted to go home and drink. That was my beer drinking time, and (laughs) and uh, but so then I'd go and then I'd hope to beat the guy quickly so I could get home and and drink quickly. And uh, and then it always ended up like I was in this this just competitive match. I would take two and a half three hours. I'd get home later, like ten o'clock, ten thirty, which is eleven thirty your time. And and I was still drink, but I'd be like, "Damn it! Now I'm going to wake up with a headache tomorrow." And and he like, that's manageable. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that was so exhausting." And here's the worst case is I'd always lose. So I'm sitting here, and then I'm sitting here wondering, like, why am I always losing at tennis? I'm. I think I'm better than these people. I should be beating them. And there was just a really big lesson there about unmanageability, about how much energy I was using to not really be to enjoy the moment and be successful and that's when it hit me. I was like, oh yeah, that was a lot of energy and I can see that in a lot of things I do just trying to control things and really being not dealing well with uncertainty and then all these things in my mind I built up the way I do things I started to see where and just even more recently where like the way I set it up in my mind that I was, I'm not sure of the right word, like justifying it, how I was justifying it was kind of showing the signs of that unmanageability and how I was trying to control everything. Like, so let me think of an example. I don't have a lot of close friends, but usually my go-to is like when things get difficult, it's just like... I just bail, right? I just wish that person would go away. I wish that employee would leave. (laughs) Like, that's the easy, softer way, right? And and so in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I just have a lot of very close personal friends, but I'm not out there with a lot of different people. And so just that's where that unmanageability, you start seeing it. You're like, all right, that was just me, like trying to justify a character defect somehow. Anyways. I don't know where we're going
0: with that, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just interested in a high-level alcoholic, how he sees unmanageability in his life. It's easy to see unmanageability when you're losing everything, lost your wife and jobs and got jail coming, all those things. That's easy to see the unmanageability. Yeah. But in your day-to-day life, have you been able to see the unmanageability that from the outside, it appears that you're managing quite well.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Here's the weird thing, and I, I think this is. I, and I have to try to remember that, right? I didn't hit my rock bottom. I hit. I saw rock bottom, but it what it looked like, it scared me enough that I did that. I needed to do something about it. But I need to remember that, right? <laughs> I don't have that there, and so I think I did the. I wanted to learn more about the dial. And there were really only two podcasts talking about it that I could find. And yours were one of them. And I loved it because you guys were talking through each of the verses. Uh, but intermixed with that, I found, of oh, course, in Miracles. So I started attending one of those. I started getting that message. And then you started talking about different like podcasts and things. And I started listening to stories. And I think you're an alcoholic if you're identifying with really horrible stories that other people are doing. You're like, I could see that happened to me. (laughs) And you're laughing or you're like, man, that's horrible. But then you see the recovery. And uh, I don't know when it happened, but at some point I saw, I don't even know if this is true or not, but this is the way I like to think of it. I saw like this black hole of where my life was going. I just and then when I decided it was time to get out, I couldn't get out of it. Like I couldn't stop on my own, and uh, and I saw what the end result was going to be. For some reason, I got this this God moment where I just somebody showed me what your life was going to be like if you kept going down that path. And and I think that was the greatest blessing of all. Like you know, I got this look at my rock bottom before I hit rock bottom, (laughs) and it was not acceptable to me. And. In AA,
0: we have that opportunity to hear another person's pain, and it can help us not to have to go there. Exactly like you were talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I guess I still didn't think I was an alcoholic, though, buddy. I but here's the path, right, the way. So then I show up in a um, in the your fourth dimensioners meeting, and, and then you take me under you're winging that and then uh, we talk a little bit and uh, and i think uh, I, I just love the fact that you i didn't know if i was an alcoholic or not and i think you
0: totally, weren't going to meetings you wouldn't go to an aa meeting you thought that was not something you needed
1: I know, I know i know i didn't know that at the time and maybe i couldn't even hear that at the time but you were like just let's talk we'll meet once a week and we'll do this and uh, and then got me into the program and um uh, this one time we were in a meeting, they're talking about principles before personality. And, and I think that was a, I, I could talk about you buddy a little bit. So this is about you because so it's the truth. So it's okay. It's not breaking on you, but like you kept saying from day one, you need to find someone in your area that's in person and go to an in-person meeting. And, um, and, and uh, so I did that. And And then I finally found someone that I identified with. And then you you transferred the torch. You said, here, you put, and you, and I think you kept me on life support until I could get to that point where I could do the work thoroughly. And, um, and that was awesome. That's hard to do because you could see yourself and like me, I want to be the person that saved that person or helped that person. And you knew what the right path was in the right way. And now I look back at that with just, pure gratitude also i see a lot more gratitude in things you know than i ever did before
0: and also with that i learned from experience and i've sponsored a number of different guys so i know that if they're meant to be here i just feed them the kool-aid in small portions (laughs) yeah and then before you know it you got to carry how many meetings a week do you go to now
1: I go to about three a week.
0: Oh my god. And you wouldn't even go to one before. You got a sponsor, you're working the steps, you're doing all the you're doing it, you know. So it's it's amazing when I see that.
1: It wasn't without a fight. I fought my sponsor all the way. Like I did I still didn't have the willingness. He would he was telling me that you need to do three meetings a week. I can't do three meetings a week. I need you to read the big book. I'm like, I don't have time to read the big book. I fought everything, but I did everything though. Know. Like I would fight him, and then I later on, I'm like, I'm keeping you sober. Like you're like, I'm really working you hard, sponsor, so you will stay sober. But, but yeah, at the end of the day, I, I did the work and it's paying off slowly, but paying off. Response <laughs> you you easier? No, I'm st- still working on step nine. Okay. So, I don't think I'm quite ready yet, but I've been doing like service work. So. Been going to, uh, there's a detox center here where they have people that we go talk to about AA a little bit, just tell our story. Um, so I try to do a little, I've chaired some meetings, help pick up supplies and that kind of stuff wherever I can to be of service.
0: So what was your opinion of a higher power before you started this? Why were you looking for a Dow podcast in the first
1: place? I don't even know. I was showing you my books, like my history of my books, right. and um, I stu- Somehow I stumbled. I can't remember if I stumbled on the. the I got them right here. so I'm looking on this way. But
0: yeah, just go through the books you went through. We we were going to do that later, but do it. Why don't you go ahead and do it now? Being you've yeah. got them out.
1: So I think what I did is I, I, this book was at my house. It was Dao Dao Ching, the Guy Fu Fang and Jane English edition, or right. translation, and. Uh, I think I read it, and I didn't even really even understand it. It has a little bit of translation in there, but it was just the pure words of it. And I just remember as I was reading it, like, and I still love that translation the best because I think the words are just beautiful, the way they translate It's almost like poetry. And um, I didn't really understand it too much, but I could see a deeper meaning in here. And that really... I don't know why it captured me, but it captured me, and so I wanted to find out more, and I, I remember my brother-in-law saw me reading it, and he goes, oh, you should read The Art of War. That's much better. You'll get more out of it. You know I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know who wrote The Art of War, but <laughs> you know, it's another text. But I, so I, I read the whole thing, and then I wanted to learn more. Somehow I got on to Benjamin Hoff and read The Dao Po and the Hey, a piglet. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and really those, both of those really spoke to me too. And so I'm getting, I was getting all these lessons in Dow, but I still wanted more because I'm an alcoholic. So my life's not getting any better, but I'm getting lots of information. (laughs) (laughs) So I stumbled, I went online looking and I stumbled onto this guy, which I don't see his work too much. Stefan Stinud. So I got his book and read it and he has a lot more translations, a lot more background for what the doubt was trying to say. And then after that, I stumbled on to Wayne Dyer's book, which that was like my. That growing. one got you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: change your thoughts, change your life. We've got that one on buddyc.org. If you look resources bookstore, that one's there. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then, but growing up. I didn't really connect the higher power, but you can see the underlying tones of it. So like the way I, I, to me, like the words are synonymous, God, the way, uh oneness, to me, they're all they're, they're just different ways of saying the same thing. And so you'd ask me like my idea of a higher power. Like I remember I got my first Bible when I was like, in first grade or second grade and I read it and it said Moses was like 500 years old or something like that I'm like that's not what <laughs> like I don't get this stuff but it's just like it's Just my entire life like I would try to be it but I thought this is the way I try to be a good Christian and you know Protestant all
0: denomination
1: yeah yeah my parents were Lutheran and but we never went to church. Really, we tried it, and that's where I got my Bible. And then we never really went back. And uh, but so my whole life was just bit, just not understanding it. Every time I hear it, is like this that doesn't that doesn't make sense. That doesn't add up. And uh, and the one thing about the dial that I think I like looking backwards was that it was just somebody without any adding any rules or judgment. It was just someone trying to explain it to you. Like describing it to you. Yes. Um, and I was thinking about someone it's not tasting the strawberry, you always say that. But it was someone just trying to describe to you what the taste is but right. But they're not adding a bunch of rules they like they're not saying you have to follow 10 rules to enjoy the strawberry completely and you know Oh yeah, that's good. I
0: hadn't thought about that. You're right, Carrie.
1: Yeah. But at the end of the day, like after I went through all this, I went back and well, hey, well, that's just their way of trying to describe it, right? Doesn't mean it's wrong or right. So like, it gave me peace with everybody's way of trying to find God. And, and so looking backwards, I'm like, Oh, okay. They're using allegories and stories and, and all kinds of things to try to explain the same thing, <laughs> the same power. For me, just someone just trying to describe it and means a lot more and then i can use that to make up what i think that is i guess let alone someone trying to tell me you know in order to get the moonlight you have to they might describe it but then again add some of those rules to (laughs) around in order to really enjoy the moonlight you you got to follow these ten commandments or something you know that that's where i'm like wait i don't understand it but then those Ten Commandments might be other things that are re- relatable to how maybe Lao Tzu describes the way, right? Like just they're just doing it in a different way. And just hey, it's, they're the way is a way of
0: virtue, T E being virtue. So this is a way that we learn to walk in virtue. I mean if you look at it 79, I think, which is the resentment, that's the resentment verse in the Tao Te Ching. The Tao does not take sides, but it's always on the side of the one who forgives. Yeah. See, that's, that is the Ten Commandments wrapped
1: up, just packaged a different way. Yeah, definitely. And even that, I mean, people dispute all what that means. So (laughs) when you start adding different layers and different rules, people, some people take it different ways. So that's why.
0: In in AA, it's great that we just focus on our experience, not the rules or you know, what we should believe. And that's what's great about it. It gives people freedom to find their way. You're never yes. told what God is or what a higher power Or even if you don't even have to believe in a higher power. My personal opinion is you don't have to believe in anything, but you do have to take action. You start helping and start loving other people, your life changes. I don't know how or why it works, but it does. <laughs> yeah, you know? and I
1: think, I think that's, that's one thing I, I figured out, out too is is the way is great. It's like the theory, though, right? It's uh, <laughs> so I was telling somebody that I love to watch golf videos. I like I play golf now instead of tennis. I'd show the more expensive sport and. Uh, and I'll, I'm notorious for watching a YouTube video on how to hit the perfect like chip and then think I could just watch that video, go out and just play golf and chip like that, right? It's usually a disaster, like a worst round ever. Like I don't practice it. And, and I think with, with the Dow, it was kind of like that YouTube video in a way, right? Much more meaningful probably. But what, what AA gave me, I'm thinking is like a workbook. How to practice those things in everyday, your everyday life. So it's they, and they move right from one to the other. So once we I've gone through the 81 verses and got a feel, got a higher conception of what my higher power is, I was able to, I still wasn't able to do anything about it until I could start practicing it and, and going through the steps. I really feel like each time I do it, like there's just different layers and things I'm learning about myself and just like a window, just slowly cleaning and becoming more transparent to, to how to live the Dao instead of just know the (laughs) Dao. Maybe you could know it, right? Yeah. That's good. That's good. So what,
0: so before you came into recovery, you had like the classic Zeus God idea of the gray-haired guy in the sky, or did you throw all of that out before
1: you came in? To I think, like most things, probably I just didn't, I didn't, it didn't make any sense to me, and it didn't line up. And I said, I'm just not going to deal with that. Yeah, okay, and, uh, and just yeah, maybe there is something. And funny, the only time I would pray is when I was taking the airplane. I had like a certain prayer, like <laughs> to get. I don't know why. I'm like, you don't even really, but uh, now I'm going to believe in God because, uh, because I'm going on a uh, jet airplane. I want to get there safe. You know, how selfish is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it works every time. So I kept doing it. <laughs> It'll work until it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: It's yeah. like the, uh, the Indian rain dance works every time if you pray long enough.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah eventually you'll get some rain
0: <laughs> it's gonna rain eventually yeah don't give up
1: So i i needed i think i needed again on my way right to the first one spelled it all out for me the minute i tried to describe the power of god or the way you limit the power
0: let's read that one you talking about the first one yeah the first verse let's read that what you got? You have a translation you prefer? Oh, I love the oh, Okay,
1: it sounds, it
0: sounds artsy. Did you know that uh,
1: Alan Watts married them? He he did their wedding. No, no, I haven't really explored Alan Watts too much. I've seen his name a lot in relation to the Dow, but honestly, I haven't really um, explored any of his things.
0: He's got a lot of good water analogies. Amazingly the Zen people that I know don't have much respect for him. They think he was kind of fast food, fast food Zen. yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, and he, that he really didn't practice like he wasn't, he meditated some and he had some insight because he wrote some really great things. But uh, that's my understanding. I think he died an alcoholic, but uh. uh, there was a lot of things there that, some things that didn't line up and some things that did. So, um, that, that's what I understand that he was partying a lot still in his late fifties, I think, when he
1: passed.
0: Yeah. So, but maybe that was my story
1: right there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if I didn't stop, I would know a lot about Taoism and be like an expert in it and still dying of alcoholism. <laughs> he, uh, he put out a lot of people came
0: to zen and doubt from reading his books
1: i've got one of his books right now so he had some good stuff yeah I, i've always seen it and i've heard his name a lot around it but I, honestly i just never got clicked on that button when it has his name there for some reason just got well, when i, was, I was amazed hard. the first time i heard
0: negativity with him i thought like, what are you talking about and then the more I was around, the more I realized what they were talking about.
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: Anyway, check him out. He might speak to you. I've got, I know other people. He speaks very well, too, that they really enjoy his stuff.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is chapter one or verse one. The thou that can be told is not the eternal thou. The name that can be named is not the eternal name. The nameless is the beginning of heaven and earth. The named is the mother of 10,000 things. Ever desireless, one can see the mystery. Ever desiring, one sees the manifestations. These two spring from the same source, but differ in name. This appears as darkness, darkness within darkness, the gateway to all mystery. Which honestly, like I understand the first part more and that's where my my conception of, of God is, right? Like the nameless, like the minute I try to define it, I can't, it's impossible. And it's funny, like, the, I learned quickly, like, trying to explain that to people, and if they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so they, you're like, okay, maybe I got something there, right? <laughs> if you can't explain it, then, you know, then it's something that you don't need to learn. To, you don't need to explain it. Maybe you don't need to understand it. Um, but, uh, in all practicality, that's so that's my higher power. It's unexplainable. It's just huge. Just it's oneness. It's everything. It's the it's the same feeling I get when I look at the universe and the stars at night, right? It's just wow, this is amazing. I have no idea what's going on there. But when I pray at night, I pray to some bearded white guy with a, <laughs> a Zeus. because that my mind can get around, right? So that's <laughs> so it's like my gateway to my higher power. And then you can go back to our earlier discussion about religion and church, like probably what people had to do. They had to put some of that stuff in there to make it more relatable, understandable. Sure. And everybody has their own God language. So
0: everyone can choose that. And the amazing thing about meetings, I've mentioned this before, we never discuss what our higher power is. Never ever is that a meeting topic or it shouldn't be. I was taught that you don't discuss it, but you have to know it's not you (laughs) (laughs) or not entirely you. Maybe a better way to say that. Uh, Maybe we're all drops out of the ocean of love, which is the Bhakti way of looking at that. Who knows? All I know is when I help you, I feel better and I'm going to leave it right there. And so if God is loved, that's as far as I need to take it. I don't need to understand it or have some philosophical way of explaining it. Love is enough for
1: me. Uh, Yeah, uh, that's good. Thank you. One of the first things you told me, buddy, I think after meeting me and working with me for a little bit, you're like, you need to go read acceptance of the answer. Yes. Which has a lot of Taoist undertones in it. And, uh, and uh, so I was like, why does he tell me to read this? the more I read, now I go back and read it all the time because it's got some of my favorite pieces in there.
0: That's a story in the big book. I'll give you guys the page. I have. Oh. Starts on 407 in the fourth edition.
1: Oh, yeah, I've got 417. I got it even bookmarked.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you get 416 to 420, is the section. That's quoted all the time on acceptance. And lots of acceptance quotes there. All acceptance does carry is get us to the moment, accepting the moment for what it is. It's more of that here and now stuff. Could it be that God is just this present moment in all things, right now? I don't know.
1: Yeah, and that's what that line here. This says nothing. Absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. And so in order to see that, you have to be in the moment. can't be looking backwards at it, thinking about how crappy that was or thinking ahead, what the moment's going to be like. Now I can change it. Yeah, I still struggle I can with it. Yeah, I still struggle with it a lot. But I've noticed, and again, this is just maybe more AA talk, less dial, so sorry. No, it's okay. It all blends together because it's
0: all just different sides of this viewing the same piece of art. You know,
1: I'm able to stop myself a lot more when things are happening that I don't like. Sometimes I can't stop it, but I know I'm doing it. <laughs> but uh, lots of, like now I can see it. Like, man, I'm just not accepting this moment right now. It usually has something to do with my like, two dogs Um and uh, something they're doing, just being dogs, <laughs> and then, but if I can accept it, it just makes things better. And then I can start finding some gratitude in things too. Things that normally would have been just miserable for me. If I can accept the moment, now I'm starting to find a little gratitude. And my parents are getting older. I've spent some nights and days in the hospital with them with accidents and things that they've had. And you know, normally I'd be miserable sitting in the hospital. Even if I was there till 9 o'clock, I'm like, I got to get out of here and drink. Not not consciously, but unconsciously, I would have been, like, very irritable, restless. But now I'm just having a great conversation with my dad, helping him out, being of service, taking care of him. And I'm like, man, I, this is a horrible, like, this is a bad time for everybody, but I can see some gratitude here. And I, I never could see that before. Mm. So I can start practicing it start. so, so it's like learning the dial is great, but the actions in AA that we take, the, the steps, um, seem to really help solidify it. So make us
0: aware of more of what's going on, right? It yeah. gets fear out of the way, and then when the fear starts diminishing, then we can see more clearly what's really happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or just my, I guess my character defects, which I'm still trying to figure out <laughs> to find them, but I know when they're happening about based on how I feel. And so whatever that is may not just be fear, just might be just like, you're right. Yeah. I got fear of me not getting what I want right now. I think they all have a basis in fear. If you look at yeah. that's what I was referring to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That makes sense.
0: Yeah. So you started. Dipping your toe in the Dow, a reading, found the podcast, then reached out, started coming to the podcast
1: some, right? Yeah, that right away, I realized I needed to shut up and listen more, so I stopped going. <laughs> <laughs> and we started meeting, and you were unsure.
0: I said, that's okay. Don't worry about it. Let's just meet and see. And with time, we started working the steps, and with time, you started going found a meeting. I suggested you go to a local meeting. Yeah. You did. And you found one you liked and you were off from there. And then you call, I remember the day you called me you said, it was like, like you were breaking up with me, that kind of thing. Like, Buddy, I'm so sorry, but I think I found a sponsor.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which is great. I told you, you should. I said, oh, that's fantastic. Oh, I'm so happy. Everything you did for me, But I feel so bad. I said, don't feel bad. That's what you're supposed to do. So it worked out great. I was just happy to be able to have participated in that journey. And if I wouldn't have been here, someone else would have been. Because when we're ready, it says when the student's ready, the teacher appears. Not when the student's ready, somebody might show up. The student draws the teacher. So if I wouldn't have been ready, there would have been someone else drawn in for you, It's my thinking. Yeah. But that was all about acceptance. So I want to say this. Go back and look at the vinegar tasters. That story is all acceptance. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. Because they were tasting the vinegar. And when Lao Tzu tasted it, he was the only one that tasted it and smiled and said, it's vinegar. It's how it's supposed to taste. Mm -hmm. What are y'all so upset about? Acceptance. That was the actual story that started me on looking at Taoism. That story itself, when I saw the acceptance, I knew that lined up with what we learned in AA. So I knew those principles would be the same and they were, they've spoken to a lot of folks. Okay. So all of that's doing well. Since you've gotten into AA, has your, as you've studied the Dow and all these things, has your you view of a higher power continued to evolve? Does it continue to change for you or did it get to a point and stop? I'm just curious. Yeah, I think I, I'm at a,
1: I'm at a point now where my, my higher power is all powerful. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it looks like, you know, what. <laughs> I mean I all I can do is again see the, the, the manifestations of it right? like like the like it says in the first verse. And I'm good with that. I don't need to what I love what I like to understand what it all is, sure. That'd be really cool. Maybe or maybe not. Maybe I don't need to know. And that. that's why you don't want to know this. Like you know some Small dude in a behind a curtain or something, just controlling everything. <laughs> He'd be <really>, like <laughs> disappointed. But yeah, no, I think once it's funny because I was reading uh, We Agnostics, which is in the big book. And uh, I was telling my sponsor, like, I'm good. I got my, my higher, my sponsor, my, my higher power is undescribable and its power is unlimited and I'm good. I don't need to know anymore do we need to keep reading this chapter? Do I got to go through this part? Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah, we got to keep reading it. And, uh, yeah. but, because a lot, I felt, again, super blessed because a lot of people seem to struggle with that phase of the program. And, uh, and by going through, you know, the Dallas part, you know, and all the podcasts and learning and listening to you guys and participating in that, I didn't have that problem. I, it pretty much did all kind of, in fact, it clicked in AA, which is funny, right? As I was first starting talking about it, I'm like, oh, like, I can't understand this. And I don't need to. Right. Uh, and that's okay. And, but it's there. And that's why I like, we talked about verse 14. Let's because read that. Verse 14, just the very first part talks about it, right? It says, look, it cannot be seen as beyond form. Listen, it cannot be heard, it is beyond sound. Grasp, it cannot be held, it is intangible. These are the three indefinable. Therefore, they join in, they are joined in one. From above, it is not bright. From below, it is not dark. An unbroken thread beyond description. It returns to nothingness, the form of the formless, the image of the imageless. It is called indefinable and beyond imagination. Stand before it, and there is no beginning. Follow it, and there is no end. Stay with the ancient Tao. Move with the present, knowing the ancient beginning is the essence of Tao. So I just Move I love with the this. present. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, I just I love the first part of that too because it's it's there even though you can't touch it, hear it, see it. It's just know that it's there, in front of you, behind you, all around you. Um, and that just I don't know that that verse just gives me comfort when I, if I ever were to start questioning it, I just says,' yeah, it's there
0: it said, Move with the present is that was the action it's it told us to take in that translation
1: at the end it says uh yeah, it says there you go, I never saw that stand- so the stand before it, and there's no beginning, follow it, and there's no end.' Stay with the ancient Tao, move with the present.
0: Huh.
1: Huh, I never saw that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like to stand on what is already moving that I mention every week. Stay where yeah, or just be in the present moment. Yes. And you're yeah, you're moving with you're a I think Wayne Dyer, I was reading chapter fourteen, his part, just recently and he was saying like you just you're part of the unfolding of the process.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. That's good. That's good.
1: Any other verses that you would like to talk about, Kerry? Yeah. So just a couple of other ones that just I really like. Um, I know they're all the earlier ones. I like 11, which okay. is kind of short. But 11 is 30-spoke, share the wheels, hub. It is the thinner hole that makes it useful. Shape clay into a vessel is the space within that makes it useful. Cut doors and windows for a room, it is the holes which make it useful. Therefore benefit comes from what is there, usefulness from what is not there. Mm. Um and I just I love that one too and I don't know, I'm not a very experienced meditator uh, in meditation, but I still do it and I do it every morning. But you've started meditating too yeah, and praying.
0: What's happened to you? <laughs> if you are in Texas, you can pray in Texas, but I don't know about meditation in Texas. I don't know that unless you're in Austin. Now, if you're in Austin, it's okay.
1: Yeah, that's okay there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was telling someone in a meeting the other day, I would never tell a grown man I was meditating when I, <laughs> you, know, back in the, you know, but now here I am. I'll, I, I'll, do it for about ten minutes every morning, and sometimes it's so good. I'll, I'll take it around again. Let's go. Let's keep it going. We'll just keep going. But uh, it, it talks about verse eleven and the space between. And this might sound crazy, but like I, I find the most peace like when I'm breathing. If I can focus on my breathing, but especially the space between when I'm breathing in, and breathing out, and breathing in. There's like a moment there where it's empty, right? It's like you're not breathing in, you're not breathing out, but it's the same thing with we talk, you talk about all the time with music, right? Like it's the space in between the notes that makes it into the music. There's nothing there, but without it, that nothingness, there wouldn't be music because you wouldn't understand it.
0: You know, that I think that surrender and powerlessness in recovery, that's how we become empty of self because unless we're empty, we can't be filled. So that's one way to look at that. As long as we're full of ourselves,
1: how can, you know, we can't be you? Oh, uh, Yeah. See, I have a lot of that. So maybe that's why I find so much peace in that moment. Cause it's my, yeah. it's like the one moment where I'm not focused on me.
0: <laughs>
1: it's a practice, Carrie. This is all a practice. It's not,
0: we're not earning gold stars here. This is about practice. The whole, you know, we don't have to change our religious beliefs to, benefit from the Tao, I still consider myself a Christian. If Christian means Christ-like, yes, for sure. So we don't have to, these principles work. Any conception of a higher, perception of a higher power that is a loving God, these things would fit, these 81 verses. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Anything else? Did we leave anything out? I know we didn't get heavy in your story, but I think it was great. We didn't need to.
1: Yeah. I, um, I always, when I have to tell my story, I always have to add humor because it's not really that funny sometimes. Not a lot of good, not, not a lot of shock and awe in my story. And, uh, and, but I say when I used to listen to podcasts and you hear some of the most horrible things happening to people, you're like, now that's a story. <laughs> I wish I had that story. <laughs> sometimes well, you could,
0: and you you still could if you wanted to.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. But the that I think back, okay, no, you're blessed. Like, oh, you're good, good, Gary. Yeah, just get out of yourself. It's not about you. So that's my. Ego. What What
0: happens, Gary, is as you're sober longer, you talk less about the drunk log and more about what's happening now, what life is like now. So no matter how bad your drunk-a-log is, it gets less and less as you move, start maturing and practicing this program. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Anything else you want to share? How about do you have any podcasts you like now? You talked about the ones you had
1: listened before. Yeah, I listened to. I can't. I get can mixed up. Silvercast and Silvercast. Sober both of them. Yes. So Sobercast Sobercast. has a lot of, I was gonna say the same thing you were. Sobercast has a lot of speakers and then Sober Speak is a guy here locally. You Uh, gotta support John M. You don't have a choice. That was cool. This is, I was listening to one of his podcasts, driving down to a meeting in Frisco, Texas, where he's from. I needed to make up a meeting, so I had to go. (laughs) So I was driving down there. And uh, is this Carrie I'm talking to? Yeah. I, that does <laughs>
0: make up a meeting. Come
1: and, on. Uh, and uh, so I was listening to John M on Sober Speak, and he was uh, interviewing a guy, David G, that's part of the Frisco Group. Um and, uh, and this, this is just those weird things, right? Maybe just coincidence. But so driving down, I'm like, I wonder if I'll meet John M. And then like. When I get in there, I sit down, and then John's come sit right next to me in the meeting. John and I just I'm like I'm just listening to you, and then and the first guy to speak up was David G. was across the room. I was like, okay, that's I was like that's just cool. Something's speaking to me there. I don't know, you know. <laughs> and I didn't want to be there, and then I'm like, this is really cool. Like that happened. I'm glad I was here to just be the one person now you guys know but like the one person just to think that was cool that I was listening to these two guys and I'm in a meeting listening to these two guys
0: <laughs> when I don't want to go to a meeting is the time that I need to for sure
1: yeah yeah definitely <laughs> definitely so that's it just I mean my the, the way the dial was really my way and I just find that's really cool Looking backwards, my journey was on that pathway of the
0: way. <laughs> and a lot of AA is in the same path. You can read the Tao all through the big book, 85, 84, 85. We stop fighting anything and anyone. That's the Tao. Yeah, yeah. Place of neutrality. That's the Tao. It's finding your place, not through effort, but through emptiness, not through force, but through emptiness. And you lay aside self enough to where you can start noticing what is already moving and just step there. You don't have to make anything move. You just let go enough to where you can move in the direction of what's already happening. Such an easier way to live in it and everything. I know you've learned to practice this some in business too. I know we don't want to talk details, but But I know you've, because we've talked about it. Even back when we worked together, you were talking to do that. And I'm sure since then, you've learned more and more. The 12th Step talks about practicing this in all of our affairs. And that's where the real relief comes. Once we start feeling that relief in other areas of our life, like we felt the relief with alcohol. And it comes from doing the same thing. We surrender the business. We work the steps on whatever it is that's given us the problem. And it works. It really does.
1: Yeah, yeah. That happened just uh, just yesterday. I had somebody that was doing stuff. Another coworker was trying to under my my me. It sounded like they're trying to undermine me, right? And um, and normally I would just be really upset with fear and anger and want to get back at the person and this how it's like, It didn't I didn't feel those feelings when they were being told to me. In fact, I even had a little bit of, maybe they think they're trying to be helpful or <laughs> it could be something else. And I would have never thought that I would have just gone straight in and just, why are you messing with my stuff? You need to stay mind your own business. Right. And, yeah. um, and that, and I, and then I could see, and then I, I did start to feel a little bit like, Oh yeah, that, yeah, they shouldn't be doing that. And I was like, wait, that's my ego talking. My ego's starting to I recognize it because my feelings, we talk about the frustration and that kind of stuff and uh, irritability. I was like, okay, that's probably my ego. I need to back off. And and at the end of the day, I maybe I should have done something about it. Maybe I shouldn't. I chose not to because I was like, I'll just, let me just sit with this and let the right answer happen. And yeah. And, uh, it's moved over real easy. The only that would have just escalated a lot of back and forth conversations with myself and arguing and fighting over nothing. <laughs> a lot of oh, energy, a lot of wasted energy.
0: That's the thing. This is not about being passive. It's about being able to see things more as they really are. And then the serenity prayer works. We can see what can possibly be changed and we can see the things we need to leave them and I just sit with those things until I know the right answer. It's like letting the mud settle. Another Dow quote, you know, can you let the mud can you let the mud settle long enough in the water so that the right answer appear appears by itself. Yeah. And that's what you're talking about, Carrie. You were you didn't keep shifting the water around and uh, not allowing it to settle down. <laughs> yeah.
1: Let's just stir it up some more. <laughs> stir it some more. Or that person probably in their own little world not even worried about it, but I'm over here just stewing in it. Wasting
0: yeah, all his energy yeah.
1: instead of trying to fix the problem or let it go, whatever I need to
0: Usually do. when I react, it I regret it. it. There's a Course in Miracles quote that I really like. Or maybe it's, yes, yeah, Course in Miracles. Defend yourself with compassion is the most powerful force in the universe. No, it's a doubt quote too. It's both, actually. They say it in both. Defend with compassion. And that's what you're talking about is you're giving compassion when you're allowing someone else to have their opinion. And when you're taking into consideration why someone else is doing something, not just bullying your way through. That's compassion. Compassion is not ooey gooey. Compassion is not riding the person in front of you that you think's going too slow. It's Have you not taken the best parking place, leaving it for someone else? That's compassion. Picking up a piece of trash on the way into Walmart, that's compassion. Yeah. (laughs) That helps me to have a better trip to Walmart, which I hate going. (laughs) (laughs) I have taken other – I get pissed off when I'm in the self-checkout because the bags won't open. And, man, I'll just get fiery. And uh, the lady came up, and she was fussing at me. And I said, what choice do I have? She said, we do have a lane open that you can go in. I said, "Really?" I said, okay. <laughs> "Then on." I went and waited, and went out, to let them check me out instead. And yesterday I had to go, and there was no one waiting. There were people self-check out everywhere, but the one where you could get checked out for you, there was nobody there. Oh, so I went right up and let her do the whole deal. I said, "I've got to take other action because I'm just not mature enough to handle." I think they should give me a discount. For checking myself out i should get at least two three percent off for doing someone else's job
1: <laughs>
0: you got two or three walmart people standing over there talking with a thumb up their butt and they could come they could be checking me out
1: yeah that's that whole acceptance right yeah i, I was doing that today buddy i opened an it ticket to load some software on my computer because i can't do it myself i don't have permission and I opened it 17 days ago, and I reached out to the help desk, and they said, someone will get back to you, and no one got back to me. But already in my mind, I'm thinking, like, these people at the help desk, they outsourced it, they, (laughs) like, I'm just adding all this other stuff to it, and just getting madder and madder and madder, and, like, taking it out on some poor guy at the help desk. I've been sitting here for 17 days, it hasn't caused me any problems whatsoever, but I'm really mad, This is taking so long. (laughs) I'm just, like, who am I? Why am I doing that? It is what it is.
0: You notice my talking about Walmart. I was getting elevated the more I talked. I'm starting to get out. I'm not capable yet to go through that process without it. So I just go and let them check me out and it's okay. I don't (laughs) have to do it. That's life though. That's how we learn to live compassionately. I it's just compassionate living is all it is. We learn how to do that in these little ways and to the people we love, especially doing kind things that a lot of times they don't even see or don't even know we did.
1: That's, uh, that's the ones that change me. I'm sitting here thinking about it's the character defects, right? Like that I need to start working on. And, um, me thinking I know better than somebody else on how to run a business for Walmart that's uh, something I need to work on I might be right or wrong but I still need to I still need to work on that (laughs) for me I don't hope to work on things I get enough
0: things presented in my path that I don't need extra (laughs) 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 just send me only what I need today please nothing extra (laughs) I was in a line at Walmart again, and it was late at night, and there was only one line open just before the self-checkout. They didn't. They just had the – they only had one checkout line open. It's been a few years ago. And there were like eight or ten people in line, and the lady was super slow. and Why don't they get another line going? And everybody was starting to get mad, right? You could just tell it was just crazy. And I turned around, and I looked. I was about third in line. I said, okay, who here has been praying for patience? because it's your fault, we're having to wait. <laughs> and we all started laughing, and everything was okay. And I there said, don't go. do that and come to Walmart.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's the serenity prayer, right? What you can do and what you can't control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The way we improve
0: is by having situations that cause us to improve. That's what happens. If I want patience, I get lines to stand in that weren't patience in me. I'm not suddenly endowed with patience. It's worked out of me.
1: I think some of it, though, buddy, is what I've learned is we talk about the workbook of AA. Like when I did my fourth step and my fifth step, I kept focusing even in my fourth column. So the second column is like what that person did to me and why I resent them or mad at them. And then the fourth column was my partner. And even my part was like, they did things that I resented, you know? (laughs) And, and my, my, the fifth step, as I'm telling that to my sponsor, you keep me honest, right? Hey, focus back, but you're still in column two. You're focusing on what they did to you. What's your part? And I think that's not asking for patience. That's in my mind, that was me. Getting practice. That was me going out to the driving range and actually hitting a few balls and trying to really focus on my part in things. Um, What could I control? And how did I F it up? And how can I, and how could I do it better? And to see that. And the same thing. Now I'm doing my amends, right? I'm like, I wrote down my harms list. And again, I was struggling with praying in amend. Like you did things that were wrong and I should have accepted a sick person better, right? No. What did you do? So I had to go rewrite it, rewrite it, keep practicing. And, um, I think that those are some of, the, like I, when I talk about the workbook. Some of the things I get out of it that like help me in those situations. To okay, what am I not accepting here? Well, now I see and what's my part in this, and it gives me a little bit of of help looking in the past so that I don't stand in that line. Or when I am in that line, I'm going to handle a lot better this time.
0: Yes. Now, it's just like
1: we get lines to stand and
0: it's just like I used to think everything had some thing going on behind it. But it's just like we get lined. OK, that's like on my ninth. When I was doing my eighth and ninth with my sponsor, my sponsor suggested that I start the amend with something I appreciated in the person. And he said that if you started there. Then the rest of it goes much smoother. And What I realized was that when I start with what I appreciate in that person, I'm moving the level of conversation up to a level of love because I'm starting with gratitude. And there's not a person I made an amend to that I couldn't find something I was grateful for. And I'd use that first and then go into my amend and it worked fantastic. And even And now when somebody's aggravating me, it doesn't happen too often. But if I had a situation like that in the past, I would start finding ways to appreciate that person. And if I had the opportunity, I'd let them know what I appreciated in them. I did that a lot with my son because there's a lot of things I did not agree with that he was doing. But there were some things good. And when there was something good, I would compliment him. I would that kind of. And so I use that a lot in in situations and relationships with folks. Start that out with some appreciation and it goes a long way.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good. I gotta, now I gotta go back and redo some of my, my stuff. I don't know. Ask your sponsor. <laughs> he might say no. He might say, you need to do it different.
0: <laughs> but, uh, that's how I've learned. Anything else, Carrie, before we
1: close? Man, we've had a great conversation. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thanks, buddy. I appreciate you having me on here. I uh... I was a little worried because I was like I really don't know much and it seems like all these other people know a lot more about the Dow than I do but you were like no I want you to sign up
0: it's experience man it's your experience with the Dow it's not more than anyone else's or less
1: it just is yeah and I love it too I just it just it still speaks to me and I love going back to it and so I really appreciate you having me on let me talk about it I learned more today too just by talking through it and that's as I share and, and do things, I learn more and more about about myself. It's like more, more of that practice, I guess. When we open our heart
0: and we're available and do not approach things as if we know the correct answer already, that opens us up to see what is available to us and see what is already moving. We can't see that if we think we have it figured out. That's a lot of the Tao too. Yeah. Yeah. True. Definitely. Thanks, Uh, my friend. I appreciate the conversation, and you have a great day. All right. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use, and have a great week. (laughs)